it's Red Rover. Welcome, Rovers out there to Red Rover Podcast, episode yeah. 22. Episode 22. Right? Yeah. Still recovering from episode <laughs> 21. Yeah, the greatness that was episode 21. Can I say hello to all you R-holes out there in Roverland? <laughs> Is that's that my, that's my intro? Is that an that in. inside <laughs> joke you it's have like, with someone? Like, no, I just I've used the, the phrase R holes before oh. in my Facebook updates. Where it's like, hey R holes, <laughs> new Red Rover podcast this Wednesday or whatever we were posting last season. I think that's great because I think that works with your antagonistic, <laughs> more antagonistic, uh, confrontational yeah. relationship with our fan base. I mean, an R hole isn't necessarily a bad thing. You're our holes. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, there's no way to spin Ugh. that. Just okay. embrace that you wanna you wanna fight the listeners, basically. Um, but I think they like that. You know, some people some people listen to podcasts. For the um, so they can like get mad and disagree. Okay, I yeah. want to uh, treat this like a confessional. Episode twenty-two. And, and yeah, we have a con- we have a confession about what happened. Mm-hmm. So okay, so you all know how amazing episode twenty-one was. Well, you wouldn't believe it, but actually, Kristen Ritter listened to it and loved it so much. She came in this week to do an episode. And we got it, and it was amazing. Our first guest star. Yeah. A big star, too. But what happened, there was, like, an issue with the mic mm. where it's, like, we all sounded like uh, chipmunks, essentially. Maybe we'll, like, release it for some bonus footage, and maybe some, like, awesome R-hole out there will be able to, like, you know, fix it for us. Yeah. But it's, like, us and Kristen Ritter just having, like, a blast talking about Catherine's homework. But I think, like, but as of right now, it's yeah. just been, like, lost It's in the, the ether. Uh, yeah. Lost to the to the the internet or whatever hard drive a Mac runs on. Technical difficulties. Jaguar, Someone will Panther. dig it up someday, no and leverage. it will you know in the future, like yeah. our great grandchildren, right? and it'll technology be technology comes about. They'll be like of years zoom in, enhance, right? Zoom right? in, right? enhance, and then it'll be <laughs> us and our friend Kristen Ritter laughing oh. about. You know, life. Okay, um, But yeah, so so for episode 22, guys, if you're new to Red Rover Podcast, just a little bit, uh, an intro, what we do, we give each other homework of a show or a movie the other person hasn't watched or maybe he's watched a little bit of but wasn't into, and we try to drag them over, you know, either yeah. willingly or kicking and screaming to the other right. side. And if, if you are new to Red Rover, like, what have you been doing with your life? Goodness. Yeah, well, that's a pretty big percentage of the population, but no, that's cool. I don't think so. That's cool. Uh, so in this episode, my homework, we're going to talk about my homework first, and my homework was uh, the the show that ran for two seasons, mm-hmm. um, 2011-12, I think we said. That sounds about right. 12-13, uh, 2012-2013, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 20. During the mine Three. apocalypse right after it was on the air. The what apocalypse? The Mayan apocalypse, 2012. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like the writer's strike or something. I was like re- relative to. I was, like, the, was that the same the year? Apoc- that was yeah. That, that was pretty apocalyptic. Yeah, exactly for TV. Yeah. Um. So okay. So if you were watching at home, watching along at home, I had season one, episode one, the pilot, yeah. and then I had season two, episodes seven, and I think eleven. Seven and eleven. Okay, that sounds right. That sounds right. We we'll we'll get into them more. But yeah. So first, I'll just say that. I was expecting to be rovered, and I got rovered. Love the show. <laughs> so, so yeah, it happened. Uh, the show's great. It's funny. It's it's different from a lot of stuff. I think. So, sorry if we refer back to the first episode we yeah. did record about this and say, uh. "Oh, remember we were talking with Kristen." Um, that one thing I said was from the advertisement. Mm-hmm. of the show and I remember seeing some promos for it when it w- when it came out and since then I thought oh here's another you know uh, two broke girls or another you know two guys a girl in a pizza place where it's just this mm. kind of situational mm-hmm. comedy yeah. um, cheap laughs I mean not that those are bad shows but I just yeah. think of them as being perfectly mediocre or for a dollar laugh yeah there's too much good TV out there to waste waste on those so um, but this was definitely better than that um, um, 
it was darker than that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just, just a much fresher take. So we'll set up the premise of the show a little bit. Yeah. It's a, a, a sweet little, you know, blonde 25-year-old Midwesterner. Yeah, June. June bug. Fiance calls her Junebug. She's engaged. She's moved to the big city with a finance job. Yeah. And so in the early scenes of the pilot, you know, everything in her life is going well. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and she even does have a place to live in New York. Yeah, like she is all set. Yeah. She's living the dream. She's living the dream until she walks in for her first day at the new office um, and it's all burning down around her. Yes. And uh, that's when you first meet the character. I want to call him Mike. Yeah, Mike. It is Mike. Played by, or Mark, Mark, okay. Oh, Mark Reynolds, yeah, who played, played by, by Eric Mike. Andre. So funny, um, who who says, what? Eric Andre is dating uh, Rosario Dawson, Ooh. who was in Jessica Jones oh. with Kristen Ritter. All right, oh, there's a little twist. Kevin Bacon there for you. That is a twist. And I first saw Eric Andre, or like noticed him when we watched Don't Stop. Never stop stopping. <laughs> don't wait. Don't no. never stop. Never stop. Never stop. Never stop. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, Eric. There was an Eric Andre tangent. Um, he's not a big. Well, he's actually like a pretty important side character. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I like in the pilot. So what I was gonna say was when she walks in the office and it's uh you know referring to the financial crisis, mm -hmm. um and so it's saying the company's going down, the feds are there, mm -hmm. they even repossess her shiny new apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Eric Andre's there. He's like, oh, I would have been your professional mentor. Adopt a looting mentality. People are still in copiers. <laughs> they're not gonna use obviously. Oh, um, and then so then. She she's June is then out on the street the moving truck pulls up so she's like sitting at this coffee house with all her stuff and then he comes out again Mark and he's he's like oh can't have any gaps in the resume right. he's, he's now the manager of like a Starbucks knockoff in the don't trust the bee universe exactly he's the coffee shop manager so you you're like oh okay that's that's a pretty like those were the kind of jokes that told me from the pilot that this was gonna be, you know, a solid enough show. Okay, so very early on. Very early on. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no. Like I said, I really love the pilot. Now, you know, I watched more episodes than what you assigned me, and I did watch a little bit more of season one, and I didn't yeah. think every episode of season one was as strong as the pilot. Um, I thought the pilot was particularly strong. Was the strongest of season one? You're saying? I'm not saying the uh, like, but I just thought some of them didn't quite live up to it, um, because the pilot was just so funny. Oh, another thing we talked about with Kristen, how the pilot, um, you know, hits the ground running. Yeah, and I'm just gonna bring that up. right away, you know, so 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 she she gets there, she loses her job, everything's going wrong, and she meets Chloe, played by the um, effervescent Kristen Ritter, who is putting on this, you know, like like attitude of like being really sweet and like mm -hmm. a a good girl, and she has her pink drink and her picture of Dawson, who is. James Vanderbeek just happens yeah. to be her best friend yeah. in the world of the show. Her gay BFF who's not gay. So, but we know already that this is all a scam because the very first scene <laughs> is Chloe having sex with June's fiance on her birthday cake, right? And like G-rated sex. You can show it to the kids. Yeah, yeah. They're or they're the maybe they're making out, but she says yeah, yeah, yeah. I was having sex with your fiance later. So it do it doesn't look like that. It looks like they're just making out. But anyway, <laughs> And June walks in, and the voiceover is like, "This was the best thing that ever happened to me." That's the first scene. That's then really you see how we got there. Yeah. Um, and so Chloe is not the sweet uh, BFF that yeah. June is looking for. She's instead a very, I mean, diabolical almost. Yes. Scheming. I, actually, that's a good. That's a kind of a good thing. Who are some other characters that remind you of Chloe? Like she's. She's kind of hardened around the edges. I mean, she's in, she's you know she's like when I came to the city, nobody gave me a yeah a hand up. Who is like that? Like a uh, like a female. She's like the the, the way the artful Dodger artist. is uh -huh. with Oliver Twist. Okay. And I'm, yeah, and that's on my brain because I've been reading 
Artful, which is a book by Peter David. And maybe that's one reason, and, and this is kind of a new idea I'm having, why I did love the show so much. I, I really love the con artist character and genre. Yeah. Um, there was an Amazon show that came out last year. I don't think a lot of people watched it called Sneaky Pete. Did you ever see that? No. It was Giovanni Ribisi. Really great oh, show. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And so I love um, charismatic con artist, you know, and okay. where there are things about them. Obviously, they, they're they using people for their own ends, but then usually they do kind of have a soft center that yeah. they're hiding. Because they were conned. Yeah. And now they've become that thing. Or if you watch, like, Leverage, uh-huh. like, I feel like that shows nothing about, that's all, like, Robin Hood con men. Okay, okay. So I feel like Chloe could... No, she'd be a villain on that show, when I think about it. She is but kind of villainous. You know, one thing I was thinking, I just thought of, too, is that one one reason I also like the pilot is because it sets Chloe and June up to be enemies, right? One's, yeah. One's blonde, one's, you know, brunette or, yeah. like, black-haired, and, and they seem so different. But, but what happens after Chloe starts kind of running her scam on June to try to get a move out of the apartment and yeah. keep the rent money, June starts firing back. Yes. Yes. You know, and so, and that gets her Chloe's respect. You know, it, it's not like it, I mean, it does escalate. It still escalates, but Chloe comes out and says, like, oh, you came to play. Yeah. Like, I respect that. So it's not just this story about, like, two girls who hate each other and are <laughs> so mean to each other, right. you know? Even though they do annoy each other mm-hmm. and they do fight, like, in a lot of the subsequent episodes, they're on the same team. And what's interesting, I feel like, is because you're, I think your three main women are uh, Chloe, June, and then the weird uh, neighbor. Robin. Robin. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, with the, the setup, it's kind of like, Chloe is who you need to be in order to succeed in New York. Mm-hmm. And June kind of rises to that occasion. And I feel like the cautionary tale is Robin. Mm. Robin, Robin still hasn't managed to cut it. And just later on, like, she's still, she's like, she's the doormat. She came to New York, and instead of, like, becoming, you know, worthy of the city or, like, Chloe-esque, uh-huh. she's still down where June started and never, like, she, she never had that growth. Okay, okay. I think. Well, I thought, okay, maybe. That's an interesting take on Robin. Robin is Isn't the... <laughs> <laughs> Bravo for that. <laughs> no, no. Well, so, and, and, and yeah, just to mention Robin in the first episode, one thing I do want to say is I like that they work in the title. And they work it in twice oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. pilot, in the pilot again, which I think it's such a good pilot. Um, because the first one, right after June, like, signs the lease and she's leaving, uh-huh. Robin sticks her head out and like, I gotta tell you something, and then says, don't trust the bitch in apartment 23. Yeah. And then later, um, at the end of the episode, June's like, this is the bitch in apartment 23. So, you know, you really get that. Um, I don't know. I just think that's <laughs> clever. But yeah, I thought Robin's thing is that she's, she's a weirdo, which everyone in this show has their, you know, you think they're just kind of dysfunctional, and then they get weird on all these different levels, which I, even, even Vanderbeek. Okay. Right? We'll talk about him in a second. But, um, uh, and so, I, yeah, I just thought Robin was kind of this weirdo, and also that she just got so obsessed with Chloe. Right. And maybe, yeah, June, I think, has more of, like, like, she knows who she is. You know, she's Lauren Conrad. She's, right, like, she is the basic bitch. Like, we were talking about this. She's basic, Lauren right? Conrad? Uh, from um, the OC. Uh, no? Okay. Wait. It doesn't matter if Which you don't know. Which season? I only watched first season. Or not the OC. Um, Gossip Girl? No, it's a reality show about Orange County. The Hills? The Hills. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I don't know all that. I'm sorry. I don't know all that. I just know Lauren Conrad is kind of, Lauren Conrad is kind of like the example when people talk about like being basic. Okay. I'm just trying to say about June's character, like, you know, she, there are these things about her that I related to. I know I was telling you that last time um, and telling Kristen that. Um, and that, you know, she, she likes her mom. She's friends with her mom. You know, she, yes. she likes. <laughs> they video chat all the time. You know, the, the pink drinks and that she, she's like very organized and she makes lists and she's the good girl kind yeah. of. And she's yeah. kind of, what, what I was trying to do in bringing up Lauren Conrad was say, you know, she's kind of basic. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's okay with that. Like she comes to own it. Yeah. You know, I just watched that episode where she gets really paranoid because someone 
they, she thinks people think that she's boring. Okay. There's an episode. Think about which episode that is. It's where she's going to the wedding and her ex fiance is gonna be there. Yeah, okay. And so and so <laughs> James Vanderbeek kind of saves her by like making out with her in yeah, front of everyone. Yeah, because like he's her date for the uh, the wedding, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And at that point, Chloe is getting paranoid that she and James are going out and having a wild time like he used to do with Chloe. Okay. Yeah. yeah so right. anyway, have you met Fox yet in the series? No. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. Okay, we, okay, and, and is Luther in the series like at the very beginning? James Vanderbeek's assistant. Yes. Okay. Yes, so and I got it. No, no, I got more of Luther. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so maybe we need to talk. I feel like we've talked a lot about the show and kind of setting it up, but maybe we do need to talk more about the Vanderbeek of it all. Yeah. Uh, because he okay to me, I feel like James Vanderbeek. Like, look, he fell off the map after either Varsity Blues or the end of Dawson's Creek, whichever came first. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Neil Patrick Harris, who nobody had heard of since Doogie Hauser, started his resurgence with, like, Harold and Kumar and, um, God, what was the show? Um, Him Yim, How I Met Your Mother. Mm. And when he's in Harold and Kumar and How I Met Your Mother, even though Neil is a, uh, a, a gay man who's married with, like, two kids... He put up this persona of being like this bro mm. and this like you know child star who's like you know getting all the ladies and stuff like that and I feel like when they did Vanderbeek's role for this they kind of modeled it after that comeback meal mm. where I don't know anything about James Vanderbeek but I'm certain he's nowhere near like this guy that shows up in this show who is still like riding that Dawson fame and is like still awesome and like going out for like Woody Allen auditions and like is on, on all, all these women's like um, what cheat list or something like that and there's just something about like his arrogance and like the whole thing with him starting his own like fashion jeans line have you right. gotten there yes yes with your cheeks and a beak <laughs> no 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 but I, I mean it's it's great and it's so refreshing and yeah. I think you're oh, right that man. a lot of people who who get pigeonholed as like you know, stars from certain sitcoms. Yeah. I think. I mean, that that Neil Patrick Harris is a great example. Lisa Kudrow had the comeback, okay, right. And so I think they're kind of they're mocking themselves and what it's like to be famous. And there is a like reunion episode uh, uh, of Dawson's Creek. Okay, the, uh, well, I think I yeah. saw that. Okay. So, so I was actually looking at the season two episodes, and you actually assigned me. I think it was episode three of season two, Sexy was it? People. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Three. Because okay. and so. That, that's a great episode because you do get a lot of, of James Vanderbeek and it's oh and this is another thing where I was like oh my god I'm so much like June because you know she has this whole thing with the sexiest people episode and yeah. like her mom and her get it and they like think about who it's gonna be so I have a thing with my mom with uh-huh. the 50 most beautiful people like episode um 50 most beautiful people it's not an episode of a magazine it's a it's like issue. Yeah. The like 50 people. most beautiful people issue. Okay. It comes out around my birthday in May. Okay. And my mom would always put it in my little birthday basket along with like my wow. favorite along with my favorite okay. candy. And so when I saw that I was like, "Oh my god, I really, <laughs> I really am like June. Huh. I really am this kind of sweet, annoying like yeah, anyway, southern, I feel like or midwestern, you know, there's some co- common ground there. Not not a cool New Yorker at all. Cool. <laughs> Right. Cool New Yorkers do not have issues of like People magazine saved from when their mom bought them for them. <laughs> They were 15. Yeah, um, okay. So anyway, but but this is a great episode because you get you get, definitely get Vanderbeek and his characters dealing with all his secu- insecurities. Yeah. See, I identified with him in that episode. Because I don't know about you've never been moms. you've never been the sexiest I, man. You know, sometimes officially, a, a guy likes to hear it every now and again. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Nice. No, but why did you identify with him really? Just because he's just like. <laughs> He's just like insecure. Yeah, just when, hmm. okay when he comes in. What is it when he he's standing there? It's like it's like that moment in Ten, ten Things when um he's never led, seen it. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I think I was prepared for this. I think I knew this. Okay. Give me just one second. Okay. You and the whole world so, are freaking out about that. There's a moment in Ten Things I Hate About You where. Um, JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, okay. is talking to Heath Ledger about how um, Julia, uh, 
Julia Stiles. Yeah, okay. Julia Stiles is into pretty guys. Mm. And Heath Ledger looks at him for a second and he goes, What are you saying? I'm not pretty? Mm. And then he's like, Well, no, no, no. Of course you are. We just wanted to make sure that you knew. And so with this this James Vanderbeek episode, where he mm. walks in, he's like, I'm, He's famous. Not a bad looking guy. Cheeks and a beak, whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, Hey, I'm, I'm sexy, right? And she's like, well, no, that's true. Like, yeah, because she, she does the thing. No, she does the thing where she takes her hands and she like looks at his chest and she's like, that's <laughs> right? sexy. Yeah, and then she like... looks at his face and she's like, pretty sexy. And then the whole picture, <laughs> she it is a little harsh, but it's I I find it true. I mean, I was not a Dawson. I never I've never seen a single episode of Dawson's Creek. First of all, so I have to say that. So I don't have, and I've never seen the American Pie or uh, football American uh, whipped cream movie. I just said it two seconds ago. Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues. I don't so, want your life. Yeah, so I don't have any history with him. So just looking at him like that, I mean, I, I see what she's saying. I find him, like, all the parts add up to mm-hmm. handsome. Yeah. But I, I'm not, like, I don't find him that attractive. Um, but, he, I mean, he's great in it. Like, I actually love him so much more after watching this because he's so funny and he's taking so many shots at himself. No, he's, I, I really like him yeah. after this. Um, but, yeah. And what was I going to say about that? So yeah, that that is that is really funny how and, and just bringing it back into like full on rover mode. Mm. The fact that James Vanderbeek doesn't get to be sexy in the show, but everybody's tripping all over themselves because of Josh Charles, old pokey face himself. That's that that's what I'm talking about. He's never been it's people's just like sexiest me. man either. <laughs> he- Josh Charles. I thought, he, sure. I thought he was on some list somewhere, like all the little random comments that you paid people to post. About Josh Charles, I'm oh sure one God. of those links was to like a <laughs> the Josh like a Charles cover, uh, you know, controversy of, uh, of it's like Manny Patinkin Jr. situation. 2017. Okay. Well, anyway, so it's it's a great episode for um, him, but it's also a great episode for Chloe Kristen Winter's character because she gets to do this great devil wears Prada mm, thing. I and love that. That's my best. Like, okay, my niece is named Chloe, and mm. because of that scene, I'm glad that her name's Chloe. I want her to become that yes, woman. Yes. She just walks into the room. It's amazing. Oh, like, man. it's amazing to see her. This is her full, you know, con artist mode. Uh-huh. And it's not to do anything evil. It's just to get James Vanderbeek the cover of People's Sexiest Man issue, you know. So oh. she walks in there, and she's in charge. She fires people. It's hilarious. And then by the time Chloe comes to visit her later in the week, it's like she can't remember she doesn't really work there. Right. I just love she's stuff like that. She's hired her cousin. Oh. The thing is, like, you can either Good go setup. to a, a Tony Robbins convention or you can watch this episode of Don't Trust the Bee and get pumped up and then go live your life. Like here's a, here's how you work a room. Here's how oh. you, here's how you exude confidence. I don't know who Tony Robbins is. So He's you, a like a, a emotional self, self-help oh, okay. guru okay. guy. Yeah. He's not that guy that seems not unusual. That's uh, to love by anyone. Tony, someone else is his name at least Tony. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's true. It's no, true. Watching does. this, watching Chloe. Tom yeah. Jones. That's Tom oh, Jones. Oh, Tom Jones. You're thinking of. Which is- someone has not seen enough Fresh Prince if you don't know Tom Jones's name. I'll, I'll put that right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get, I, I, I get names mixed up. But yeah, okay, no, I but I agree with your point. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though it's hard for me to get to it, I agree with your point. <laughs> Chloe is... Uh, just the, the baddest bitch and she's so much fun to watch um, and I'm so glad that like you know I'm not saying Kristen Ritter um, our dear friend wouldn't have gotten Jessica Jones without Don't Trust the Beam you know who knows maybe she would have but I haven't seen Kristen Ritter in a lot of other things Yeah. and I feel like she just has such a specific look and talent and she can she can be she does this in Jessica Jones too sometimes right where she like she she's playing this kind of hard like badass Mm -hmm. and she she can put on this like oh but I'm just a little innocent girl and like trick people and then kick their ass and it's so satisfying because she's in Breaking Bad right oh that's right she She was in Breaking Bad of that I actually, I haven't watched a lot of Breaking Bad, but I mm-hmm. have seen the episodes that she's in, okay. and mm-hmm. no, it's like a set. I mean, she's a great actress in it, but, but it's like a, doing like, not really. Okay. She's kind of a badass, but it's a, it's like a sad little storyline. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, I'm just glad that, that this series, even though it only ran two seasons, you know, I think it just was like tailored to her talents. Yes. And probably like brought her to the attention of a lot of people. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know who else. Because without her, the show falls apart. As much fun as Vanderbeek is. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Yeah, it's like without Chloe, it doesn't work. Yeah. But you needed that sp- uh, specific actress to work that role. Okay, and so then the last episode that you assigned me was A Weekend in the Hamptons. Yeah, Willoughby! And this was good. Wait, who's Willoughby? Remind me. Willoughby is like the Gatsby-esque character. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> yes. little clicker. Yes. Hi, Jude. Yes. <laughs> You're so flawless, you're not even trying. Look at me. Okay, this was funny. This was oh, funny. Man. Yeah. And then the part... Oh, oh, okay, my favorite Christian Ritter line, I think, in the whole series, other than the, the walking into the room, mm. is... When June's talking about being in the Hamptons, and then like Chloe just kind of goes into this uh, fugue state, and then she kind of shakes out. She's like, "I almost hit you right now. I almost just, you know, hauled off and slapped you across the face." When she's talking about like going into the Hamptons and like going like on a nature walk. Oh yeah. And then the old man at the shop, who's like, "Did you want like a mosquito net?" She's like, "No, I'm fine." And he goes, Ugh, "West Nile." <laughs> Okay, oh, I, I don't have this okay. episode memorized like you do. Because I always go, these are the ones, these are the ones I always <laughs> go back again. to. Okay. That's why I okay. assigned them. Uh, this probably <laughs> wasn't my favorite episode of the, th- or my least favorite of the three, but that's okay. I still liked it. You have to see all the um, Dancing with the Stars plot lines. I d- really and I have. I, I started okay. watching some of the Dancing with the Stars yeah. stuff, and that does make it pretty uh, great. So and at the yeah. end, and I also like the twist of how, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, um, Chloe, Willoughby ends up being Chloe's husband mm, yeah. and it kind of takes her to this depressed place because she's like I've li- I've done everything like there's no party yeah. I haven't gone to no wild night I have married you know Willoughby so um, so that was good no this was good this was good I was trying to think of an episode that I watched mm-hmm. you know that I liked even more yeah the episode where James launches his super skinny jeans okay. is pretty good um, oh, and I like this episode. So this is the episode where they were trying to make their rent, and they were both, because June eventually does get a job at a coffee shop, and she's constantly trying yeah. to get back into the world of finance. Yeah. Um, but at one point, she's like, she's just so, and yeah, this this does go back to the Hamptons episode and the line you were talking about, because she's so wholesome. Yeah. So in the Hamptons, she doesn't, like, want to party and do coke in a bathroom with a rock star. Like, she wants to, like, you know, yeah, go on nature walks and, like, go visit the little shop on the corner with, like, handmade aprons. Yeah. And I have that person inside me. (laughs) So, okay. So I have to tell you about this episode of Making Rent, though. In the episode, the way June suggests they could make rent is by making her, like, grandmother's homemade jam recipe and selling it. And it's a great setup for the episode because they film this scene where they're making the jam. And I told Alex, we were watching it, and I was like, that's too sexy, the way they're filming that. There's something weird about this. (laughs) And then in the next scene, you find out that Chloe was videotaping them and putting it on an X-rated yes. website yes. for people like who a like voyeur house website. Exactly, or like that. they're throwing berries at each other, <sighs> and yeah, it's all kinds of uh, sexy times. The but the episode, uh, Eli buys all of the jam they made. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, man, he's just sitting in that bathtub, like, putting his hair, talking to his grandma. <laughs> yeah, again. And again, that's oh. why this show is, is oh, you know, so man. great. It, it goes further than you think it'll go. It's yeah. not your typical, uh, you know, network fare. And, um, you know, I, I really like Fresh Off the Boat. I haven't watched it all, but I just think, yeah, obviously, Natchka Khan has a real talent for, I think it's a talent for characters, and you know yeah. that that maybe you think they're going to be cliched in this way, mm-hmm. and then she just kind of rounds them out so beautifully. They have so many different little quirks, and and makes them feel like they are real people you can relate to. Yes, her characters. That that's what would separate the show probably from like Two Broke Girls or something like that, where the characters like fall into these stereotypes and they say these lines and they. You know, here they they do start to feel. I mean, they're funny and it's absurd, but they start to feel like real people. And their relationships get very like sweet. And I love that yeah. that it's never about in either of them falling in love with James Vanderbeek. I love that. You know, there's even the episode where he does kiss her, and she's like, "No, I feel nothing." Yeah. Well, there's that, and then there's the one where um, he and Chloe try and uh, remake a sex tape. Have you seen that one? Oh, I started that one. I didn't okay, finish okay. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like they don't they don't do romantic storylines. There's kind of the thing yeah. with uh, 
like Mark has a crush on June. Right. But that only goes. Well, I don't want to spoil it. I'm not sure where you. I don't know where you are. Yeah, yeah. No, but I But it's haven't. like that's kind of the only like romantic thing that's mm, happening, mm. and the show doesn't like revolve around that. Yeah. Thank goodness. There's no Ross and Rachel situation. Exactly, exactly. That was really refreshing to me. And actually, well, I was going to say all the shows we're going to talk about on the Friends and Neighbors, none of them are like that because Will and Grace obviously isn't like that. But um, the show I'm going to assign you for your homework kind of is actually. So, wow. uh, but but I do. I guess if we're just talking about that genre of shows about people who like, you know, are friends, are young people, mm-hmm. I I do appreciate it when it's not all about just like yeah one couple will they won't they that's why new girl got kind of tired for me because i was watching new girl when jess and nick got together Mm -hmm. and then they'd have to break them up and then they'd get back together or something like it was just all kind of like okay but can we ever get over this can it ever be about right and then the the other characters would have their little side stories but it always felt like a side story i really like the schmidt and um CC. Yeah. Like that that plot I, mm-hmm. I always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just going to put Nick and Jess together mm. and let them be like the, the stable, unstable relationship. And then you've got Schmidt and CC, and that's kind of like, can they even get get to there? Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, Schmidt's, okay. Schmidt's a great character. Yeah. But okay, off topic. So, Rovert on Don't Trust the Bee, um, and I would. Uh, tell everyone to go watch it. Oh, I think this was something since we lost the other recording. We did talk about how Don't Trust the Bee is not available for streaming right oh, now. Yeah. Unless if you, what I did was I went on Amazon and I got a full screen account. Go on your Amazon Prime account, sign up for a full screen uh, subscription and you get it free. I thought it was 30 days, but we just had to cancel ours to, to yeah, meet the a deadline. Yeah, stuff on Amazon is like seven day free trial. Jeez. Like CISO for like Harmon Quest. Yeah, like seven yeah. But you can watch Don't Trust the Bee in seven days, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you could. You could. But you, you want to, I think you want to savor it. You could, but I'm just saying it. You could watch like, yeah, but no, no, totally. I wish There's I had been. not too many episodes. Maybe like 30 yeah. tops. Yeah, maybe so. So, um, good job on my homework. So now I, it is the part of the episode where I am going to give you your assignment for yeah. next time. So I do have a funny story with this show, and the funny story is that... Like funny to me? Well, we're going to find out. Quote, unquote, funny. It's just a... Okay, the funny... It's I guess it's relevant. There are two shows with the same title, okay? Okay, that's That came out this year. Can you imagine how this story goes? I (laughs) I told my friend Igor to watch Crashing. And we had had a very clear talk about what the show is about. Well, we were talking about it in regards to the writer of the show and the star, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Because she did another show called Fleabag. Okay. And Fleabag was an Amazon original that came out last year. And it's really funny and it's like a black comedy. Like she plays a very kind of like depressed, cynical woman in England. She's British. And uh, so so we both love, Igor and I both love that show and love her. So I said, oh, have you seen her new show called Crashing? And so he started watching the other Crashing, the new Judd Apatow series starring uh, Pete Holmes. Oh, yeah. Pete Holmes, Judd Apatow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Which, I mean, I heard yeah. not great things about that show. I mean, Judd Apatow. Exactly. And it just doesn't look like up my alley. So it was just funny because, like, Igor, like, was messaging me. And he's like, I don't think I'm going to get into this. It's, is it all about stand-up comedy? And I was just like, ah, you're watching the wrong Crashing. Yeah. So, okay, Poor that Igor. wasn't too funny. But let it be a cautionary tale so that you don't watch the wrong Crashing. story. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I missed the joke on that one. So let me let me do let me tell you a little bit about the premise of Crashing, which is really good. Um, in because this is a a true British thing that I never knew existed, and I confirmed it with my friend Cecilia, who is oh, from yeah. England. Right. Um, that in England, when an, a public building like a hospital 
um, kind of goes into disrepair mm -hmm. and maybe there's going to be some time before they fix it up or change it or do something about it, they will allow young people to live there for very, very cheap rent and kind of be like the stewards of the building. Yeah, okay. Okay, have you heard of that before? Well, no, but I, I understood that to be the premise of this show. So that's the premise of this show. But I, I just, when I started watching this show, I was just like, are they making this up? Yeah. Is this a real thing? And it is a real thing. Okay. So that's how they become neighbors, the people in this show. Okay. Is that they're all young, well, most of them are young, and most of them are trying to save money. One's an artist. Um, there's a couple, they're trying to save money to eventually buy a place yeah. by, you know, it, it's kind of like dorm living mm -hmm. almost, you know, they, they have communal bathrooms, um, and stuff like that. And so what it revolves around is at the center, there's a couple, um, Kate and Sam. Okay. okay. And they're kind of like the... Like the straight, I mean, straight by like the kind of the normal people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Lulu, Sam's like best friend from childhood. Mm -hmm. Why did I say Anthony? No, sorry. Okay. So it's Kate and Anthony who are okay. the couple. Okay. My bad. My bad. Kate and Anthony are the couple. And Anthony's friend from childhood, Lulu, is played by Phoebe Waller Bridge okay. and shows up and they have you know this kind of obviously unresolved thing in their relationship they were always friends and they're almost like brother sister they're such close friends yeah. but then there's like a sexual tension too okay yeah so that's one storyline there's another storyline about this french artist and she becomes <laughs> obsessed with uh I think it's Kate's coworker who's like a middle-aged divorcee who's balding and seems very, you know, kind of boring and and, and but she like she he's her muse. Okay? All right. And okay. then there's like a there's a, there and then there are some characters. Yeah. And so it's kind of about it's very short. It's British. Only 6 episodes. Yep. Okay. So you can definitely binge this one fast and I think they are doing a season 2. Okay. Um but yeah, what what can I say about it? I found it you know, definitely funny. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, her whole thing, I think, her it, very, very raunchy, like very, like really? about like sex and okay. and like toilet humor and yeah, she'll just go there. And that's kind of how Fleabag is too. Yeah, that's so it. Kind of gets into everything, so it's very funny and raunchy. Um, but it also has a really kind of sweetheart, and then the characters themselves are just interesting. They're not kind of the typical characters you see in every other show um, and you get to explore sort of their emotional lives but through this context of we're all living together like we're at summer camp okay all right you seem that can be fun you seem doubtful at this point I'm, I'm I mean I really I really have nothing to base it on because I feel like the only raunchy British show I've seen is Misfits, and that's a bunch of teenagers who are in um, like kind of like a juvenile detention mm. situation. And there's one really raunchy kid. Um, so I'm curious to see what that's like when it's just full on okay. with adults. Uh, I like the idea, I like that quirkiness of there's this artist who's obsessed with some boring guy. Like, I, I, wonder, I want to see how that plays out. Um, is it just, what is it, those it's artists, the creator of the show, and then the couple, it's the four of them living live together, and then you have, like, guests every episode? Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, a ton of people live in the hospital. Okay, so you that don't, makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. so it's not just them. Um, okay. It's like a big, big okay. building. Yeah. yeah. And I, you run into some of the side characters, but no, there. I think there are kind of six main characters. Yeah. So it's, what, or seven. Because it's, um... The couple, mm -hmm. and then Lulu, yeah, and then the French woman, and the guy she becomes obsessed with definitely becomes the main character. Okay. And then there's the guy Sam, who is like a sort of a pretty boy okay. and like kind of like <laughs> posh yeah. and dealing with but dealing with like a lot of emotional issues. I think his dad has has died in the first episode or something like that. So, okay. um, and also kind of questioning his his sexuality. So then there's okay. a guy that he kind of has this friendship with okay yeah and that's also a really really good part of the show so yeah there okay. there i would say there's like seven kind of main characters but then the probably i would say the most central storyline is about the couple and then lulu 
and how she fits in and okay. what, what's going to happen there. It's sort of like they're all on the verge of the next stage of their life. Yeah. And this is sort of a um, temporary place that mm-hmm. they're they're waiting to start that next stage. So that's one reason okay. I do think Jesus it's interesting. Yeah. I would just assign you to watch the whole thing probably, but that's a little, that's breaking our rules. Yeah. Um, sure is. <laughs> Yeah, so Crashing is on Netflix, um, so it's very easy to watch. Okay, so I definitely want you to watch episode one. That's going to set you up with all the characters. Episode one is essential because you get Lulu coming in and you get her relationship with Anthony, which, like I said, I mean, I'm going to be really interested to hear your take on that because it's one of the most weird will they, won't they, but then they're like, almost like they are brother and sister because they grew up together. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Um, and then I want you to watch episode three. Okay. Uh, I think it's a good episode. It involves cooking. Anthony is a chef. Okay. So um, they kind of all, all the characters kind of come together for a meal. And then you get the relationship between Lulu and Kate. Okay. And if you want to compare this to Don't Trust the Bee, Kate, Anthony's girlfriend, is kind of the June. I was going to say. She's yeah. the good girl, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but she, she has some surprises in her. And then, ah, this next episode is hard, the last one. So I'm just getting, like, every other episode. Kind of. Yeah, I was going to do five unless I do six. But no, I think I do want to do five. Yeah, because in episode five, because it is such a short season, like mm-hmm. like British TV is, by five, they're kind of preparing to wrap things up. Okay. Okay, so one, three, and five. Okay. And then if you love it, you know, who knows? Maybe you'll just watch one through five or whatever. Most likely. We'll see. So, okay, so that's your homework. And we'll see what you think about it. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, so last part of our episode here is we're going to talk about something we both love. So we're going to talk about Will and Grace. Yeah. The uh, sitcom that ran for eight years, seven years. Wow. I was yeah. Say, I'd say eight. And then just came long back. For a long time. Just came back for yeah. a revival. Yeah. So um, the first thing I do have to say related to Don't Trust the Bee, or related to Vanderbeek, is that I was watching that episode. And, and see, this proves, this kind of proves what you were saying about like comparing him to Josh Charles. Okay, but people really were obsessed with the character of Dawson. Okay. Like in these episodes of Will and Grace, which are from like 98, 99. Yeah. Like they are like um, Jack is watching Dawson and refers to it in several episodes of Will and Grace. Like I'm going to be alone with the beak now. Or okay, maybe he doesn't call him the beak, but maybe he calls him Vanderbeek. Or like, oh, I got to catch up on my Dawson. So... Dawson's Creek, like, I, I wasn't ever into it, but yeah. it was a cultural obsession. Because I feel like it goes, what, 90210, maybe Felicity, and then Dawson's Creek. As mm. far as those serious, acting older than they are uh, teen soap operas. Maybe so. Yeah. Well, and Dawson's Creek kind of like Freaks and Geek. A lot Freaks and Geeks, a lot of people came out of Dawson's Creek. I mean, James Vanderbeek hasn't had that crazy of a career, but Michelle Williams? Yeah. You know? How did that even happen? Like, how did she have a great career? How How did did she get in Dawson? How did she go from Dawson to... She, like, won an Oscar, right? And it's like... Yeah. That sounds right. And I I don't know what happened to Pacey. I think he was in an episode of Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, no, no, no. He's been in stuff. He was in... um, He's in a show... I I mean, I think he's maybe currently still in it called The Affair on Showtime. And Casey, you want to talk about Dawson Creek people who got hot, though? (laughs) Like, I I don't know if... (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were... But you want to talk... Like, maybe Vanderbeek doesn't deserve his Sexiest Man cover, but um, Pacey, what's his name? Josh... Hot. Is it because of the beard? He's got the beard on The Affair. Like, I've seen the mm. pilot episode of The Affair because it's got um, Alice from Luther. Yeah. 
Uh, Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Okay. I think he's hot. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Look at the beard. But also, he was with a really hot. He was with um, that German actress. I know so few things about Joshua Jackson. He was from uh, Diane Kruger. He was with Diane Kruger, and she's so hot. And she's like an international. Now they have broken up, but they were together for a while. (laughs) Look how good he looks in his little three piece. Uh, Okay. I mean. Okay, this is going to be a poll he looks now. drunk. <laughs> I mean, look at that. He's got the stubble and the wild hair. It's like... Oh, my God. This is going to be the new thing. Is jo- Joshua Jackson hot? He's obviously hot. He's hotter than Vanderbeek. He... Oh, man. All right. I guess. I don't know. It's like... He looks kind of like... Doughy? Or like dough-faced or something like that? Like... He's just he got, did he's little, when he was Casey. His nose is like kind of like um, snubby, stubby. He's just he has very round features on his face. So he I feel like was he's when got he like was, a boyish look. He, and if you're into like boyish looks, I guess he's attractive. I don't think he he had a, a boyish a boyish look in um, Dawson's. Didn't but he? Okay, so anyway, we've gone so far off topic. I don't even know. <laughs> We're talking about Dawson and why people care about it. We went straight to talking about well, the two male leads. I feel like that's kind no, of no, relevant, I, right? I brought up Michelle Williams too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which who I don't, who I do not care about. Okay. Anyway, so so yeah. So oh, we were talking about Will and Grace. Yes, that's Holy what I'm crap. saying. There's a point in. Uh, yeah, um, we are off topic. Um, I'm like, we all start talking about Dawson's Creek for 30 minutes. All I'm trying to say is. Uh, oh, man. There's your friends and neighbors. Will and Grace. Joey was the girl next door. Yeah. Pacey was the doughy boy next door, I guess. Michelle Williams was the new kid in town. And okay, she left so, get an Oscar. so to try to steer the topic back. <laughs> back to W and G. Um, what I was gonna say is one thing, speaking of friends and neighbors, yeah. Rewatching Will and Grace, I did not realize how many in the early seasons, because I've been rewatching since season one, how many times they like they live together and then one of them moves out, and then like like it's kind of a constant because Will has his apartment. And at one point, Jack moves in, and then Jack moves out, and then Grace moves in, and then Grace gets another apartment in Brooklyn. But then she gets the apartment. So there's all this kind of. It, it's definitely Will Is and that Grace. Like chronological order. It's Jack and Will, and then Will well, and Grace. Well, the series starts when Jack has just like they Will's broken up with his long-term boyfriend okay. at the start. You you don't meet him. You do meet oh. him eventually, but not in that first okay. episode. Grace is get, gets engaged to a guy Will doesn't like, but then okay. by the end of the episode, she's breaking off the engagement. Okay. Um, but Jack w- is is kind of crashing with yeah. Will, <laughs> um, and then eventually <laughs> that yeah, ties it together, and then eventually moves out, and Will uh, Grace moves in with him, but she does move out. Yeah. Okay. Across the hall. But now in season two, she's about to move back in with him. Okay. So, you know, you haven't watched the new episodes. One of the things in the new episodes, they've just both, again, in the new season, they both left their partners. And so, yeah. But also, well, there's more to talk about that, right, too. Okay, okay. But But then at one point, Grace is like, why do we think this is going to work after all the times we've tried it before? And he's like, or I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this time we, it's going to work because we know it's not going to work or something. That's that's kind of interesting. I'm okay with like that cyclical logic. Um, okay, so the thing is like, because you've watched all of Will and Grace, and now you're watching the uh, not the reboot. What do you call this now? A revival. A revival. And I feel like I've seen, I'll say, it, ten episodes mm-hmm. of Will and Grace. Um, I know, like, a couple of episodes of Rover back, we were talking about, like, you know, the relevance of, like, Wonder Woman versus Spider-Man, and there's a lot of these resurgences, um, Full House, Gilmore Girls, there's now, like, you know, it's in the it's in the air that maybe Family Matters is coming back, I know, like, That's So mm. Raven has a revival now. Mm-hmm. None of these shows deserve a revival, mm. except for Will and Grace, because mm. that actually had a point to make. I feel like it, 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 it spoke to an audience that had nothing to look at. Mm-hmm. And now in these troubling times, it's good that like somebody's turned back on the bat signal for, for, for like 
anyone really. Mm. Um, what I've seen of Will and Grace, like you know those ten episodes, like made me laugh. Like I I I feel like I had no reason to to watch Will and Grace. The only reason I seen it was because my sister was watching it and it came on. Was I think it came on before Everybody Loves Raymond. I was like in a I was a big like Raymond head for a while. But I was watching Will and Grace. I'm like, oh, this is actually funny. Like, what are these? These are some great puns. Like, Jack is like, he's like the pun master. They're all like, you know, rated R, but they're hilarious. And then, and then, um, what's her name? Megan Mullally comes in. She's looking good. And then it's like she does her little thing, talking about pills or booze or whatever. And it's like, all right, this is actually funny. And then they'll kind of all gang up on Grace for a minute. They'll gang up on Will for a minute. Then that short Jeff Sessions looking dude pops up and he's got the, hey guys, what's going on? That little country guy. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. But he might be later season. Yeah. But anyway, so I think like it's a it's a fun show. It's got really solid jokes. Um, the fact that it's back now I think is like a, a good thing. Um, maybe even a great thing. Um, I am upset that, because I did see the last... 10 minutes of like that original finale where they gave everybody an epilogue which I thought was really cool um, and for them to like kind of backtrack on that with this new thing I don't like things like that well but, I, well, before you judge and I understand how, why you would feel that oh. way huh but I, I mean okay <laughs> before you judge further yeah. I would just encourage you to go watch because they address it Okay. it's the it, and it's I don't want to tell you about it because it's so funny and it's so unique how they address it so <sighs> just check it out that's what I'm saying but but yeah I mean oh shit I, I can't say too much because I, I actually I love continuity that's what I'm going to say go but back to continuity and you would you really love thing. a show where they're tied down with family and kids and they can't be their old selves I mean that's I, I this is not my original opinion I mean it's my opinion too but I read this article that was talking about Will and Grace the new season hits the ground running they're back the magic is back the repartee the punning the meanness the slapping like you know it would be such a different show and I'm not saying it wouldn't be a good show but I think they wanted to come back and and bring back what made it so like well because they did like a short or something last year they did a short for the election to encourage everyone to vote yeah yes Okay. And that's people, people loved it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just say about the original, um, because you said I've seen every episode. I don't know if that's true. I I definitely watched Will and Grace when it came out, Mm -hmm. and I loved it, but I don't know if it was one of those times in my life where I was watching TV every, you know, I was keeping up with shows, because it goes into when I was in college, and then when I was living abroad. So that's why I'm loving rewatching it. Like, the minute it started streaming again, it's streaming on Hulu, I was like, oh, this is going to be my whole life until I get through these eight seasons. Like, for me, like, after maybe, like, the fourth episode I'd see, Mm. I was like, this show is pretty formulaic, and I got kind of burnt out on it. Okay. Where, because it, it's kind of like, it's like, it's like Will comes in, and he's tightly wound about something. Grace comes in, and she's either, like, whiny or, or does something gross. Mm-hmm. Then Jack walks in, uh, you know, talks about some guy. Then Karen walks in and talks about pills. It was like, that, it was like, um... Was it washed, rinse, repeat? Like that was kind of like everybody's bit. And it was just over and over and over. I was like, oh, okay. And I got, I, once I understood the show, I was kind of like, oh, okay. And I kind of went, I moved on from it. But I do like that episode where Jack is obsessed with Kevin Bacon, but it's Will who gets to hang out with Kevin Bacon. And then they do the Kevin Bacon dance. <laughs> I was like, oh, I get that one. I get that reference. I'm like Captain America in the Avengers <laughs> watching Will and Grace, where I'm like, wait, I don't know if I get that one. I think that one went over my head, but that one I get, I get footloose. I mean, you'll get the Dawson ones because of, yeah, there's uh, a Buffy Andrew one in there too yeah, somewhere. Yeah, no, no, I, I think that's a fair assessment. I do think with any show, I mean, we compare it to Crashing and British shows in the sense that they tend to be so short and have mm-hmm. so few episodes a season. You know, Will and Grace, if it ran for eight seasons and it had, you know, does it say how many episodes a season it has? You know, and had what like twenty? Is it like twenty or like forty? Yeah, like twenty-one to twenty-two. Like, episodes yeah. So I mean, yeah. So certain yeah. episodes. Yeah, certain episodes definitely feel 
a little bit, yeah, formulaic or tired. Um, and I was probably watching, it was like syndication, so there was probably like later seasons that I've been watching. Yeah. Especially if I'm talking about characters you're not immediately familiar with. It's probably the people they brought in to spice it up. Because the little, the little country guy was like Karen's rival. Oh, okay. I think he had a crush on... Well, and we saw the episode where um, Debbie Reynolds plays Grace's That's mom. What I was, yeah, I was trying to think of her name. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. So I think they had some really great... I know Ellen was on there. Um, okay. I think they had some great guest stars. So for me, I think, you know, I, I love the show. I, they have that great... I think they're they're such great comedic uh, actors, and I, I would compare them to the cast of Modern Family, where, like, the chemistry between the actors is so amazing. Like, you can just tell they, they love each other. Other, they get a kick out of each other and also they're such great physical comedians okay like when you see karen and jack like slap each other <laughs> and like fall yeah. and you know just are the way like uh will and grace like do their little dance when they win their their game of like categories or you know whatever it is so the, i get a lot of joy in that and also just what the show meant you know as a cultural moment featuring a gay man i just watched an episode where um jack's watching his favorite sitcom on nbc and they're supposed to be the first gay kiss Okay. And they don't they don't show it. They cut away during uh, the episode. So okay. then Jack gets down and he goes to NBC. And so the end of the episode is him in the plaza because it's set in New York. Yeah, yeah. Getting Al Roker's attention and like for the Today Show. And this was back with Fat Al Roker, yeah, which yeah. is kind of funny. Um, Al Roker looks so different now. Um, and so he gets Al Roker's attention and he's like, why? Why hasn't there ever been a two gay men kissing on TV? And Will grabs him and is like, now there's going to be. And kisses him. So there's some really great stuff like that. Like it wasn't always the most progressive I know about like some trans issues and some other things too. Um, and I think you know, they've said they're going to maybe address that or be more open with it now that it's, you know, it's this different time and, and mm -hmm. the revival is they're going to try to be more sensitive and, you know, for the whole LGBT community, right? Um, but I, I do think it made some amazing strides. You know, for me, it was kind of like the time in my life when coming from the Bible Belt, you know, and I, I had gay friends and I had gay family members. And as a younger person, I had been told, you know, not that they were bad people, but that that was bad. <laughs> yeah. And so Will and Grace just kind of flaunts it in yeah. this way that feels really liberating and beautiful and like, yeah, like take that, you know? Okay. Okay, I agree. Yeah. So I think you should definitely watch the revival. The, okay. the first episode is, it, it's building off the short that was about politics i mean the it's building off the little promo they did about the election so mm -hmm. the first episode is very political well, i heard there's like a lot of like you know who joke jokes yeah it's all the jokes well the situation they they go to dc for something so, okay. so you'll see and then the second episode is about um will and jack being older and trying to date in the gay community okay yeah so it's like i said it's, it's very like it's on you okay. know again and i i love the new episode so um so yeah I, i'd recommend it for sure all right even if you don't want to watch again yeah maybe going through i saw a list of like the 10 best episodes if you want to watch old episodes if you're not like a huge fan i think maybe just watch the new one because it is going to be really like topical and mm. it is just pretty funny yeah i'll probably like as far as like getting on the uh the bandwagon or whatever um i would probably have to watch like the newer stuff because mm -hmm. I, like, I feel like that's where, like the, the interesting things are going to be right now yeah that's what i'm saying um, i i don't think there's any reason to like slog through the whole series yeah. unless you do just love it um or if i'm checking out that 10 best yeah list. yeah yeah i think there are some really good episodes that as much as as funny as they are i think there can be some really sweet episodes too mm -hmm. and i do think will and grace's relationship is something pretty special um so that's another reason to watch but yeah just watch the new ones okay can do cool Okay, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, I think it was a good episode, and hopefully we gave you guys some reasons to get rovered. Yeah. Our holes. <laughs> I can't even say that. I want to apologize immediately. <laughs> I mean, some people can handle it, some people can't. Oh, my God. So The real so, rovers know what's up. Um, next episode, we are going to have a special treat for you. We're going to talk about Shamari's crashing homework, um, and then TBD, we'll just say for now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. 
Wink. Wink. Um, and then I think we'll already be into mid-October, so we might have to start getting a little spooky after that. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Theme. On Can theme. Um, but that's it for now, and hope you guys uh, get rovered. No, see, we... Yeah. You got a new rovered. one for the end? I just say... <laughs> I think get get rover. You have to leave. You have to leave that behind. That's still fresh. No, that's still good. Cracking. That's good. I guess I need my thing. I say if you're gonna. I don't want to steal Do your you thing. Have a thing. I mean, I'm okay with being the person who comes up with the things, and you can be the person who steals the things. Speaking of which, we've got like a, a nemesis now called the uh, instigator. Oh, so maybe we'll have to talk about more later on. I don't know if we have time. So he was me. just begging me to be on the show. So really? maybe okay. after some good behavior. Okay. Yeah. Not like Steve was the enemy of the show, but it's this instigator. Man, I heard some good yodeling the other day, and it just yeah. made me it made me so sad. Uh, I mean, I love our yeah. Red Rover theme song, but it, sometimes you just need some some good yodeling. Good Steve, yodeling. call me if you're out there. <laughs> oh, and Kristen, we're sorry about uh, you know losing that uh, that footage from last time. Oh yeah, we'll. Um, We'll see you at James's party Saturday. Right, right. We'll talk more about that then.